It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. The other side of midnight presents the Midnight Files. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. I'll tell you, I try to go out of the box as often as possible, uh, exploring issues that are maybe within the realm of the paranormal, exploring issues that maybe are in the realm of the abnormal. I'll tell you, one of the people that I am quick to steal from in terms of content, in terms of stories, in terms of guests, in terms of everything, is somebody that does this content better than anybody, as far as I'm concerned. And that's Jeremy Scott. He's the host of a podcast and a radio show called Into the Parabnormal. It's been way too long since we've uh, had him on the show. If you have not yet experienced into the Parabnormal. You can check out the website, parabnormalradio.com. Jeremy, it's great to talk with you again. Thanks for joining me. Frank, I appreciate all the kind words. I mean, the check's in the mail. I, I, you call me an authority. Uh, you steal from my material. I'm the best out there. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really flattered by that. Uh, how you been doing? Doing great. I, I am sure that uh, if there's ever any litigation between the two of us over uh, uh, over stealing of material or plagiarism, the comments that I just made will come back to haunt me. But uh, that's the case because uh, <laughs> it, it's, it happens to be true. Hey, for folks that haven't heard your show, Jeremy, uh, explain to folks what it is. What is Into the Parabnormal? What do you do? Well, the first question I get is, what the heck is the pair abnormal? So we'll just address that first and foremost, and it's kind of that gray area. It could be paranormal, but it could also just be something abnormal, and so it therefore falls kind of right in the middle uh, because really, you know, we don't have the answers to everything, um, and I appreciate you calling me an authority, but but really I'm, I'm, I'm a data-driven kind of guy. Uh, I love numbers. I love stats, and uh, I love looking at – trends. So what I what I aim to do is really to find what is uh, the strange, parabnormal as I call it because it's a play on words, but what is really strange about many of these subjects. And it could be that at the end of the day that uh, others don't agree that this is as strange as, as I think it is, or, or maybe they want to chalk it up to coincidence, or whatever the case happens to be. Uh, but we don't talk politics on my show. So at the end of the day, we can agree to disagree. We can all get along, and uh, I just want us to come back uh, for the next show when we can we can delve again deep into some of these 
strange or paranormal subjects well, like you, you're going to have me do tonight. It's really a great stuff on there. People could, again, go to powerabnormalradio.com. All right, uh, let's talk about an issue that's captivated my interest since Thursday, and that is the release of the latest UAP report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Some interesting aspects of this. It shows that uh, the number of sightings of UAPs are way up. The number of unexplained sightings is way up. And uh, according to the former Director of National Intelligence, Mr. Radcliffe, it raises some serious concerns about U.S. defense capabilities. I'm sure you've gotten an opportunity to review the report. There's been a lot of mainstream media coverage. Even Laura Ingram on Fox News did a whole segment on this. What do you think the key takeaways are from this UAP report, Jeremy? Uh, We'll we'll give you the Reader's Digest version here, then happy to dive in uh, further into it. You mentioned uh, an increase in sightings, and so we're talking about 366 uh, additional sightings between or uh, up until this past October, so the or, or August, I should say, the end of August. Uh, but those were reports going back to uh, 2021, which is, uh, of course, when we got the first UAP report. That was followed in 2022 uh, in May, in fact, with the first UFO hearing in Congress uh, in over 50 years. And then, honestly, this report that you're talking about that dropped last Thursday, we were expecting around Halloween. Uh, and I was wondering what the delay was all about, and we could chalk that up to, you know, it's just the government and they move at the pace that they want to move. Uh, or the fact is that they could maybe not explain uh, everything that they're they're dealing with here. Uh, primarily, uh, they talk uh, uh, and you really have to kind of read uh, in between the lines, because if you don't, uh, you're not going to understand what it is that they're saying. Uh, for instance, in one instance, they talk about half exhibiting unremarkable characteristics. Okay, if something's not exhibiting uh, a remarkable characteristic, uh, there's nothing strange or or weird about it. But what that really means is that the other half are exhibiting remarkable characteristics. Right. So you really have to read in between the lines in order to understand what they're really saying. They also uh, basically say here that the witnesses – Uh, that when they retell uh, these instances, that the observer is, for the most part, telling it accurately. And in the very next sentence, they also say that the sensors that are that are that are capturing some of this, uh, you know, these UFO sightings and whatnot on radar are found to generally operate correctly. So that means, A, the witness isn't crazy, and the equipment who picked it up on radar actually picked up what they uh, appear to have captured. This is just some amazing stuff, Frank. You must agree, or maybe you don't. I certainly do. I certainly do. Let me ask you about the uptick in documented sightings, which have no Uh, rational explanation. There's a number of sightings that can be chalked up to drones, a number that can be chalked up to uh, aviation or weather phenomenon, but there's a whole bunch that they can't explain. When it comes to why the increase in sightings, the government says it's because they've destigmatized the process of members of the military coming forward with these sightings. Do you think that's responsible for the jump in documented sightings, or do you think there's something more here? 
Well, I mean, in this day and age, and the technological age that we live in, there are certainly more avenues in which to report this. Uh, I guess it's it's undeterminable at this time whether or not there's an increase in in people reporting or there's the the increase in sightings. But what I do know is that there are uh, there are only a couple of possibilities here, and the possibilities are either that it is an adversary who is flying in our airspace, that it is something, say, extraterrestrial, or that it is our own technology. And uh, either one of those, I want the answer to. And if it's just, this is our stuff, but we can't tell you about it, fine. If it's that this is another country, an adversary of us, and they have superior technology, I think we, we deserve to know that. And uh, God forbid, if it's extraterrestrials or some sort of alien uh, existence out there that is visiting us from afar, um, I think we deserve to know that as well. There's, and people just tuning in, we're talking with Jeremy Scott. You can uh, check out his uh, radio show, his podcast, Into the Power Abnormal. Just go to powerabnormalradio.com. There's a big debate within the UFO community about how honest the government is being. The military has a long history of being dishonest with the public, not just on the UAP slash UFO issue, but on a number of issues. And a lot of folks are saying, well, the military is just lying. They are covering up. They know that there's more to this. Other people say that that's not the case. Where do you come down on this? Do you think that the folks that uh, helped craft this uh, Department of National, or this uh, Director of National Intelligence report, are being forthright, or do you think they're hiding a lot from the public? They they are they are releasing what they want to release. So they're 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 dangling the carrot and they're releasing something. Uh, is it is it convincing? No, it's not convincing. And the reason it's not convincing is because they're not bringing the experiencer or the witnesses. Uh, into this. They're basically having politicians and uh, appointed people from the military level, and that's it. They're, they're not actually serious uh, about this. Uh, one thing, though, that they are flat out lying about, and I can tell you this because they say that there have been no reported collisions between U.S. aircraft and unidentified aerial phenomena, which we know to to absolutely not be the case. There are numerous books that have been written about aircraft uh, colliding with these objects. Um, And in the very next sentence, they they talk about health uh, effects, saying that nobody has ever been adversely affected from contact with the UFO. We know that actually to be false as well. Uh, There have been many documented cases of people being exposed to radiation and, uh, you know, eventually that leads to cancer, uh, but many other uh, illnesses as well from from these encounters. So there's two examples right there of where they're flat out lying to us. Well, it makes a, a lot of sense to me. The interesting thing, the the question that I always take issue with, whether it's from listeners or people that I'll meet at a cocktail party, is I really dislike the question, do you believe in UFOs, the pre-UFO, uh, the pre-UAP term of choice? 
Because clearly we've seen videos, we've seen photos, we've seen, we've heard the audio of experienced naval pilots not understand the kind of objects that they're trying to track down. So really the question that I think people should be asking is not do you think UFOs exist, but clearly they do. The better question is what are these UFOs, if you had to hazard a guess here, Jeremy, and I'm assuming you're largely just as in the dark as I am, but if you had to hazard a guess based on all the research you've done, all the interviews you've conducted, all the cases you've looked into, what do you think the majority of these unexplained aerial phenomenon are? I, I don't think that, uh, that that there is a majority that that leans one way or the other. I think that there are people who are misidentifying things. I do believe that there are secret aircraft out there that belong to us. I also do believe that there are extraterrestrial aircraft out there that do not belong to us. I base that on the hundreds and thousands of abduction reports. And of course, we would be naive to believe that other countries aren't spying on us. Uh, particularly with the war that is going on. So it's probably a little bit of each. I don't know if it's 33% each, but I would pick a little bit from each of those barrels because right from the report, it says some of these uncharacterized UAP appear to have demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. So either this is advanced aircraft or this is some sort of extraterrestrial aircraft. And I think, it, as I mentioned, it's a little bit of both. What do you think the next steps are in the disclosure movement? What should we be looking forward to? What should the public that wants more information about this stuff be lobbying for? What we absolutely need to have is witnesses. We do not need politicians. We do not need members of the military besides pilots who are experiencers. I think that adds credibility. So folks like David Fravor and Ryan Graves and uh, Matthew Roberts and, I mean, the list goes on, Gary Voorhees. These are all people who have served and have experienced this yet have not been part of the conversation. Others who claim to have been abducted, taken on ships, maybe even flied UFOs, maybe being experimented on or impregnated. We need those people to be a part of the conversation. Enough about hearing from politicians, enough about hearing the talking points from these military members who are clearly covering up from the government. But the reason you're not going to see it is because they don't want people to start asking questions about these anomalies. Because when you start asking questions about these anomalies and it gets beyond lights in the sky and flying saucers and it gets into some real uh, meat and potatoes, the government does not want to venture down that road, unfortunately. I'm going to give people an opportunity to uh, ask a quick question if they have one. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Talking with Jeremy Scott. He's the host of Into the Power Abnormal. But, Jeremy, uh, just from my point of view, 
There's a lot of people listening to this show that dismiss all this stuff. Uh, I see the correspondence on social media. I see the emails that I get. Oh, there's no such thing. Uh, All this is just silly. This is science fiction. What do you say to the skeptics out there, Jeremy? What can you say to, at the very least, get them to keep an open mind about reviewing all this evidence out there? I mean, if your mind is closed, there's nothing that I'm going to uh, to say to really sway you. And it's really not my my mission to do that. My mission is to put the information out there and and get people thinking and wondering, is this just a little off or what are they really saying here? And what they're saying here is that nearly half of these newly identified reports exhibit remarkable characteristics, stuff that. uh has been demonstrated to behave in which we don't believe these objects to be able to behave, restricting uh, or, or rather breaching restricted areas, sensitive airspace. Um, I mean, there have been dogfights. Uh, there have been uh, shoot downs. There have been absolute uh, chases um, of these, these objects. And um, I would just say that, um, you have to you have to you know be objective and you have to uh, you really want to uh, to be open to this. I mean, if you're not open to it and and you've made up your mind, uh, you know, there's really no point in having the conversation. All right, let me squeeze in a couple of quick questions here. Larry is on uh, Long Island. Larry, uh, you're on with Jeremy Scott on the other side of midnight. What was your question? Well, Jeremy, thank you for, for being on right now. This happened. I was in my early teens, so help me God, myself and my friend. We're in front of my house in Massapequa on Long Island. It's between 7 and 8 o'clock at night and out of the blue. So help me. Two objects in tandem. And I'm not, I'm not talking 40,000, 50,000 feet up in the air. I'm talking way up. And this is mid-60s. In tandem are coming down on an angle. Then they reach a certain point. One is now hovering over the other one, going from left to right, and then they stop dead in the air, one on top of the other for about 20, 30 seconds, go back, shoot to the left. No U-turns, just shoot to the left, and on an angle again, go back up and disappear. Mid-60s, what the heck did we see? What do you think, Jeremy? Well, you saw an... Uh, simply an unidentified flying object, which doesn't mean alien spacecraft. So you saw something that you couldn't uh, explain. You believed that this was behaving in a way that you've never seen anything else uh, operate. Is that safe to say? We, we decided, my friend and I, nobody would believe us. We never talked about it with anybody else. 50-plus years. I haven't discussed this until this week. Wow. Uh, Larry, um, Larry, I'm glad you did, and uh, and thank you. Uh, and I think what Larry, the, the question that he raises, Jeremy, it, it is sort of an indication that maybe what we're hearing from the director of national intelligence is right, which is that part of the reason that we're seeing more of these documented sightings is because there has been an effort to destigmatize people telling their stories. I mean, years ago in the military, especially people thought that they would be laughed at if they came forward with this, but now at least there are these whistleblower protections for people that see these things. 
Yeah. So if you report this, basically, you know, they cannot come after you and take your uh, military status away from you. Uh, and but but that's that's pretty much it. Um, a lot of these people who do speak out, you know, don't do it while they're active members of military. Uh, I don't know if this is going to change things or not. I still think that, uh, you know, people might uh, might fear for some sort of retribution, um, you know, despite all this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are more people that are certainly feeling uh, more comfortable about uh, speaking of that. And I don't know if that's responsible for the increase in reports or not. We're going to try and squeeze in one more question here. Mark is in Baltimore listening on WCBM. Mark, what's your question for Jeremy Scott? Yes, before the question, very quick, I could concur what he said. I was a ready room person in the military. In the 1980s, I was part of the air crew that brought the, took the pilots into the ready rooms and, you know, took their equipment when they came back. And he's right. Forty years ago, they didn't want to report these things. Real quick, now Mark, they can. Real, real quick. We don't have a lot yeah. of time here. Real quick. Sure. Okay, yeah, here's my question. For, for the listeners, just tell his website again so we can get those, find out about the books, about the crashes that the pilots had with these things. So his the, website, the guest's website, again, his, his paranormal site. So yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, it, thank you, Mark. Yeah, it's paraabnormalradio.com. You'll get to hear a lot of great interviews on there and uh, learn a lot about uh, some of these these issues that uh, not only we're discussing, but a whole bunch of other things. Not just aliens either, a whole bunch of stuff related to the, um, the uh, sudden deaths that some people have said are linked to the COVID vaccines and a lot of other issues that uh, may not be getting a lot of mainstream media attention and some that are but are covered from a different perspective just check out the website parabnormalradio.com jeremy uh it's great to talk with you let's do it again soon absolutely frank you take care thanks appreciate it take care if you want to comment on any portion of our conversation you're welcome to give me a call 800-848-9222 that's 800-848-9222 this is the other side of midnight straight ahead the other side of midnight midnight 